0: Welcome back, hoop ballers! back in the booth with you for another edition of your NBA Box Score Breakdown. Coming at you today with a little holiday mini so to recap out oh, what's been a pretty eventful week since we last talked, so let's jump right into it. Big news around the league and the association, Steve Nash has been named the new head coach of your Brooklyn Nets. Uh, this has turned into much more of a loaded loaded topic and conversation you would typically anticipate with a new hire uh for a, for a high level front office like the Brooklyn Nets have there, um, really quickly, just want to say, I mean, all the credit to Steve National World. I think this is a guy who's going to bring a very very diverse skill set to the organization. This is a guy who led uh, led his team in all facets when he played in the league. This is a multiple MV, multiple time MVP. Uh, this is a very cerebral, very intelligent guy. A guy who revolutionized the game uh, not only for size but with his skills, the way he plays the game, the way he's able to affect the game. All the credit in the world to him. Of course, as we all know, this is a player's league. Players really decide uh, the fates of not only the organization, but definitely the head coaches. Uh So, you know, that this is a hire that would not have gone through without the the green light from KD and Kyrie. Uh, and there's some background with them there as well, too, you know. KD formed a very strong relationship with Steve Nash during Steve Nash's consulting role and time working with the Golden State Warriors organization, Uh, and vice versa for Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie, unfortunately, didn't necessarily have all the one-on-one experience that KD had with Steve Nash. But initially, when there were conversations about Kyrie uh, being drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers um, in their front office, um, actually had brought over some people from the Phoenix Suns front office that was a big determining factor in why Kyrie ended up signing um, and going there and signing that rookie extension because he really loved what that front office did with Steve Nash, how they built that team around Steve Nash and a point guard-centric offense, and Kyrie wanted that for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, of course, we all know shortly thereafter LeBron James comes back home and the rest is kind of history, as we say, but there's definitely a strong background there, strong camaraderie, um, and I'm very excited to see what Steve Nash is able to do for both KD, Kyrie, and the Brooklyn Mets organization as a whole. The reason the conversation has become kind of loaded, uh, unfortunately, is because, again, of all the social justice initiatives and movements going on currently, this is another white player um, who is being given a, a, a position of power, um, a leadership role without necessarily, getting a whole lot of coaching experience. Steve Nash has the high-level basketball experience that I think you need to have in order to Occupy this role successfully Um, This is a guy who was a director For the Canadian National Basketball Association Um, He has been a consultant for Multiple NBA league uh, League affiliates um, And and front offices, this is a guy who clearly knows the game So I I don't have any hesitations or reservations There, but I definitely do think That there is a need for uh, Maybe a, a closer observation Under more of a microscope when it comes to The way that the league Staffs its offices In relation to the makeup of its player pool um, when you think about the fact that there is you know less than less than 10 less than five i believe uh african-american head coaches in the nba and you look at the majority of rosters there's definitely a, a clear disposition there so something to consider uh overall very very happy for steve nash um all the credit in the world I'm excited to see what comes next um, another big topic definitely want to dive into Fortunately for the Milwaukee Bucks, they were able to pull away a win yesterday. But Giannis, Giannis went down with an injury yesterday early in the game, uh, left the game afterwards in a walking boot. Definitely a situation to really monitor that a lot of uncertainty there. Uh it's it's not looking too good in Milwaukee. Uh, I I like I said previously, I thought M- Miami had a really good shot to knock them off. They were a dark horse and they are they're coming through, they're pulling all the punches. They're 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 really making it difficult for these guys and I think without Giannis it's really just going to be a too tall of a task for the Milwaukee Bucks to overcome here, but the real story is less around the current season involved in the Milwaukee Bucks and the upcoming season um because what does Giannis do in this offseason? Does he sign? his? Uh, potentially the biggest contract in NBA history, Supermax. Um does he wait it out? Does he play another year with Milwaukee Bucks, to finish out that contract and become a, officially a free agent uh next summer? Does he ask for a trade? Do the Milwaukee Bucks attempt to go out and maybe get another big name in the off season? Maybe a Chris Paul who looks like he's on the way out of O K C. Uh who who knows? Who knows? Does does Milwaukee shop Giannis? Do they do they start taking calls from Bob Myers and the Golden State Warriors? You know, hey, hey, we got some picks over here. We're very interested in Giannis. You know, he only got a year left. Do do the Toronto Raptors make a play to try to bring another superstar there for a year and get another championship out of it? It work with Kawhi? Could it work with Giannis? Who who knows? I mean, there's there's definitely some options out there. Does Philly does Philly look down the road and say, hey, we'll take a year of Giannis? Are you interested in a longer contract? one of the best young centers in the game? I don't know. I don't know. The Milwaukee Bucks are probably going to be taking a lot of calls this offseason. And I think one of the first calls they're going to be taking is potentially ones about head coaches because, unfortunately, I think that if the Milwaukee Bucks do fall to the Miami Heat, which I expect them to do here it's gonna be it's gonna be curtains for Budenholzer um, because he just has not made the coaching adjustment you need to. I mean Giannis has played less than thirty six minutes for the entirety of this playoffs here. Uh, multiple of these games that they lost, you're losing by by less than five points. You know, play this guy, play this guy, and that's one thing when he gets injured. It's one thing when your player suffering an injury when they're battling. Um, through, 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 all the, through all the circumstances, not only of the bubble, but the physical duress that, that these games have had on them. You know, that, that's a completely different conversation. But we're talking about you just load managing a guy because that's what you think is best. I mean, come on. LeB- LeBron is LeBron's in his mid-30s, and he's, and he's going 40-plus minutes. He leads the playoffs in fourth-quarter minutes. I mean, Jans needs to be on the floor if he's healthy. Again, caveat, if he's healthy. And also in regards to Giannis, you know, it's really unfortunate that we're starting to see all this negativity uh, as far as the conversation around his MVP credentials and validation, um, because I think ultimately we all know he will get that award. Let me just be very clear. The MVP, <laughs> MVP is a regular season award, okay? Let me say it again. Regular season award, okay? During the regular season, this guy was incredible. He was dominant. He did everything he needed to do on both ends of the court. Give this man his dues. Also, In regards to Giannis and his skill set, he is more a prod, Giannis is a superstar that is more a product of coaching and circumstance than I think we are used to. And he is not the, the animal that a LeBron James is. This is a guy who I think we should view more as a center and less as a guard because of his skill set. We're, we're, we're trying to view Giannis like LeBron on the Cavs and we should be viewing Giannis like Shaq. On the magic. Okay, this is a guy who is an incredible, dominant talent, an absolute force of nature. But unfortunately, late in games, we see time and time again, he only has so many moves. His repertoire is only so diverse. And he needs that complimentary piece. He needs that additional star to help him get over that hump. And I don't think there's any shame in that. No shame in that at all. So, like I said, the Milwaukee Bucks have a lot of things to think about right now uh, beyond their current series with with the Miami Heat. Um, but that series is going to continue to be fun. I think Miami is going to be able to wrap this up. Um, I look for them to close this out in game five here, especially if Giannis is unable to play. Like I said, he's in the walking boot after the game. So definitely a situation to look uh, and monitor and, and we'll kind of see what happens there. Uh, another big news to kind of dive into here, um, the Los Angeles Lakers had a big bounce back game last night after what was kind of a jarring opening night uh game 1 against the Houston Rockets here the the Lakers in game 1 just kind of looked disinterested lebron and ad in the fourth quarter were completely disengaged bron didn't even score in the fourth which is definitely not something he used to seeing. um but to his credit historically he does start out series slow um especially game ones um he's played over 20 game ones where he's uh, unfortunately not well not one of them, all of them you know but he's he he consistently makes the adjustments That is to the credit of LeBron James. He is the most intelligent guy in basketball. Um, You see it time in and time out. He'll make the adjustments, and that's exactly what the Lakers did. He was dominant in the second game. Anthony Davis really looked to try to exploit the Rockets more uh, in the low post. But he he has not had that seminal big man, uh, y'all are too small, y'all little boys type of game. Uh So we're really, really waiting for that because I think when AD does that, it's really going to make the Rockets kind of reevaluate their game plan. But the story of the night as far as the Lakers' success was their undercover assassin, the Lakers player in a red jersey. I'm talking about Russell Westbrook. The man was atrocious, atrocious turnover after turnover brick by brick you would have thought he was out there you would have thought he was out there i don't know what what are you building russ what are you building what are you building with all these bricks there's so many he could have started construction company okay brick after brick after brick erratic play after play how many times does lebron james have to chase you down and block you off the backboard before maybe you start pump faking kicking it out the, the Lakers were baiting him into taking those three-point shots, into taking those long range, those mid-range jumpers, which he is not his strong suit. It's not at all. He needs to attack, he needs to get to the hoop, he needs to make the players around him better. All the Rockets players, with the exception of Russell Westbrook, had a positive plus-minus. Okay? Again, showing you the negative impact Westbrook had on the Houston Rockets' ability to succeed and execute a win in that game. I really do believe had they gotten a better performance out of Russell Westbrook right now, the Lakers will be staring down a 2-0 barrel and it would not be so much fun in Lakerland. So we'll see what the adjustment is. But the Rockets need to figure that out. And James Harden put out an APB because Westbrook has no problem taking all the shots in the world. So where are yours, James? Where are yours? Why are you passing out? Why are you dribbling for five, ten seconds at the top of the key to kick it to guy in the corner at the last second? I know that that's your philosophy. I know that's the Mike D'Antoni offense, but give us something more, okay?
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify.
0: Give us something more, because this is the playoffs. This is your legacy at stake. You want to have all that energy? You want to scream when you block Lou Dort? How about you give me some energy in this playoff series, okay? Because the people need it. The people need it. Lots to look for. Houston Rockets and L.A. Lakers are going to continue to be a fun series. As I said, I expect the Miami Heat to close out the Milwaukee Bucks here in Game 5. Tonight, we have the Boston Celtics going up against the Toronto Raptors. That series continues to... Uh, Get more and more fun. I thought that would be a fun series. Boston jumped out to the early lead. Uh, really, really shocking, um, kind of nice. in some senses, because as I said, Toronto is the defending champions. I mean, you just expect them to play with a little bit more fervor. Uh, but Siakam looks like he's kind of getting his footing under him. The Raptors are figuring it out. They had that amazing shot from OG OG at the buzzer to push them through. So let's see what Toronto does. They're going to continue to make the adjustments. Nick Nurse is one of the best coaches in basketball, um, an incredibly intelligent guy. So you know that they're going to come out with something different. Uh, to keep Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics guessing. And then the other series that we have currently uh, opening up tonight uh, with another game, Game 3, is all tied up at 1-1, the Denver Nuggets versus the L.A. Clippers. Now, first game, we saw the L.A. Clippers come out, do what they typically do, look like a dominant team, look like the title favorite, the front runner. Um, And then we also saw in Game 2, the Clippers do what, again, they tend to do, uh, come out sluggish, act like they've been there before when they haven't walk around with this air of confidence that I wouldn't necessarily say is deserved, uh, especially considering this is the first season that this team has ever been together. So I don't know what you're so confident about. Um, you had a pretty tough test against the Dallas Mavericks in the first round, and now you're going up against a different Nuggets team that has capable scorers um, that could definitely make the series interesting. You're you're clearly favored, but you were favored in the first round. So you got to get it done. Uh, the Clippers need to get it done. Second game, they did not do that. We'll see what they look like in the third game. You don't know what Clippers team you're going to get on a night-to-night basis, and I think that is one of the most frustrating te- things about a team that is supposed to be just a juggernaut. And, unfortunately, they're juggernaut. Okay, so let's see. I hope the Clippers prove me wrong. Well, let me correct that. I hope the Clippers prove me right. I picked them as my title favorites. Doesn't look like the Bucks are going to get there. So I'd like to be right on at least one side of my bracket. Good God, 2020, can I win once? Can I win once? <sighs> Anyways, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll hit you with another episode later this evening, recapping the night's scores. Again, Brooklyn, I'm sorry, the Boston Celtics taking on the Toronto Raptors and the LA Clippers taking on the Denver Nuggets. Have a quick recap for you later on this evening, uh, digesting and reacting to those games. Hopefully, Hopefully, we have a couple fun games this evening. I think we will. I definitely think we will Plenty more episodes coming for you this week. Got Doug coming back to you on the pod. Uh, got my main man, Brad, a couple more first time guests. So keep tuning in. We appreciate everything you do as always. Shout out to our incredible sponsors at manscaped and my bookie, the lead industry leading experts when it comes to not only personal grooming, but when it comes to putting some money back in your pocket with online sports betting. So check out both of those websites, Check out those platforms. Their products are incredible. Their services, A-plus, world-class, just like we do it here at Hoop Ball, just like we do it here at Box Score Breakdown. We appreciate you. All the love in the world to everybody. Hope you're having a happy, healthy, and safe Labor Day. Hopefully you don't have to work. Uh, and enjoy these hoops. We've got plenty more action coming for you. I'll talk to you soon. Hoop Ballers, back again, like I promised, with the second part of your Labor Day two-for-one special this mini so we're going to quickly recap tonight's games. Uh, we have the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors squaring off, as well as the Los Angeles Clippers and the Denver Nuggets going toe-to-toe. So let's get right into it here. Boston Celtics came up big tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Blowout, 111-89. to uh, Absolute whooping, pretty much right out of the gate. Boston showed up shooting. Um very, very well. Jalen Brown had twenty seven and six. Uh Tatum struggled a little bit with the shot, but double doubled eighteen and ten with four assists, a steal and a block. Uh Kimball Walker was out there looking really, really saucy, twenty-one points, uh four re four rebounds, seven assists. Well, eight of fifteen from the field, uh four or five from the free throw line, so you definitely love to see that. Only hit one three, but still was a very productive night for Kimba. Uh Wanamaker off the bench with fifteen. Marcus Smart had twelve seven and six, dice fifteen eight, a couple blocks. Uh so really you, you liked all the energy that you saw in the Boston Celtics tonight. They came out, they looked like they were the team clearly in control. They they kind of dominated the pace throughout the evening. Uh and the Raptors were just really, really uh, on a back skid here, kinda of backpedaling throughout the game, trying to keep up, but ultimately they were just really, really outpaced and you saw it with uh kind of reflected in Toronto's box score I mean Van Vliet was a leading scorer with 18 points uh also chipped in two rebounds five assists um and shot six to 14 from the field so not too terrible Siakam only got nine shot attempts tonight uh for 10 points OG and seven points Kyle Lowry 10 points five assists two steals uh so like I said Toronto Raptors really, really struggling with their shot tonight. Uh, weren't able to get a whole lot of points up on the board. Multiple times they were in a 15-20 point deficit. Boston Celtics up 3-2 now in the series. Nick Nurse, uh, gonna have to reach pretty deep into that bag of tricks here and hopefully pull out another win because it's looking like the Toronto Raptors are gonna be headed back to the north very, very soon. Uh, so you love what Boston's doing. You love all the energy. Um, and they look like they are, they're locked and loaded to make, uh, an Eastern Conference Finals, uh, berth. So, right around the corner for the Celtics, you definitely love everything that they're doing. Second game of the evening, we had the LA Clippers going off against the Denver Nuggets. Now, the Clippers are able to pull out a win, 113 to 107, um, mostly due to Paul George having a really, really big night tonight. 32 points hit, uh, 5-7 from the three-point line. Uh, so you definitely love to see that. Paul George was awake. Um, any night Paul George is awake, Kawhi Leonard is awake. The Clippers are going to be one of the most deadly teams in the NBA. And you saw that as evidence tonight. Leonard also chipped in 23 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, both of these guys, Kawhi and Paul George, both over 40 minutes tonight, so you definitely love to see that. Uh, they're getting all the run that they can handle, and they're being productive in the time that they're given. Uh, Kawhi a little less, 9 of 19, uh, for about 48% from the field. Paul George, twelve of eighteen for uh sitting around sixty seven percent from the field. So both of them had pretty pretty good scoring nights. Um that's really what helped the Clippers power through here. Um unfortunately it was not the case for Jamal Murray, who has really been pressured and pestered by the the Los Angeles Clippers defense as we we would expect, you know, between Kawhi, between Beverly, between Paul George. I mean, even Shamit, they have guys who can really get under your skin here and kind of make it difficult for you. Uh Murray did chip in 14 points, nine assists and two steals. Unfortunately, he went 5 of 17 from the field. Jokic, however, got 24 shot attempts and hit 13 of them uh for 32 points, 12 12 rebounds, eight assists. There were some questions before the game uh, due to a potential uh, wrist sprain for Jokic, whether or not he was going to be available to play, but he was good to go um, and thank God he was because Denver Nuggets really would have been struggling without him but unfortunately, even though Jokic shipped in uh, in a pretty big way tonight and you had a pretty impressive uh, performance from Michael Porter Jr. with a couple posters there uh, love to see that young fella get up there and catch a body 18-10 and 10 from Porter with three steals and an assist, so the future is bright for the Denver Nuggets um, really I mean, I'm not going to say they don't have a chance in this series because, uh, as I said on the earlier pod, it it really just depends on which version of the Clippers is going to show up and take the court. Uh, If we have the Clippers who show up and they're hungry and they have a chip on their shoulder – as dangerous as anybody, and not a team that you want to you want to be squaring off against. Uh, now, if we have the Clippers who show up, they're rested, uh, they're not taking the game too seriously, they feel like they deserve the win, um, then it really is anybody's game. And as you continue to see as the series goes on, with each game, each possession, the Denver Nuggets do get a little bit more confident. So, the Clippers have a long road ahead to hoist that Larry O'Brien Trophy. Um, hopefully, they don't lose focus here because. Even though Denver is not the most formidable foe in the second round, uh, they're they're not to be taken lightly. And clearly, you have a heavy hitter waiting for you right around the corner uh, between either the Houston Rockets or the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Clippers should use this opportunity to really gear up to lock in and prepare for the challenges ahead because there's going to be plenty of them. And as far as the Denver Nuggets go, they just have to keep pushing, keep making it, um, you know, forcing the issue, keep trying to make the Clippers uncomfortable. Um, and don't give up anything easy. You know, make the Clippers work for it. This is a team that is built supposedly on hard work and tenacity. Make them prove it. Make them prove it. The Dallas Mavericks really put it to them in the first round and made them prove it. I think that the Denver Nuggets are more than capable of doing so. Uh, you saw the performances of Jamal Murray. Um, this guy can score. This guy can get loose. Jokic, best passing big man in the league. Um, one well, of the best of all time, I mean, truthfully. So the Nuggets have some pretty unique guys with some unique skill sets uh, that I think that can match up pretty interestingly with the Clippers. So series is currently 2-1 Clippers, no home court advantage, so games can really go either way. We will see what happens uh, after the next tip here with more games right around the corner. Very, very excited for all this playoff basketball. Thank you guys again for tuning in. As I said, this was your Memorial Day two-for-one special Episode earlier today, episode this evening, plenty more content for you coming right around the corner. Tune in to all of our amazing episodes, all of our amazing content on the best network in sports ever, and that's HoopBall, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Check out our website, check us out on iTunes, check us out on Spotify, world-class contributors, all the need-to-know information that you absolutely need, absolutely must have, could not be without. And we make it fun over here, you know, we, we like to have fun with it, you know, we, we make it do what it do, baby. Okay, so, uh, in the words of Kawhi, I'ma say goodbye. Thank you everybody listening. Thank you everybody tuning in. We appreciate you as always, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Hoop. Oh.